0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, it's a big old time in Christchurch, moment you know, because it's the Somerset National Bowls Championships, and it is a long haul. Now, the, the guru, the guru of... Bowles commentary joins us right now, and he knows it back to front and has done for many years. Kevin Hickland. Hello, Hickers. Happy New Year. Yeah, okay, Steve.
1: Happy New Year to you, and thank you for those very kind words. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, come on. Come on. You, you're not going to say I'm, you're not the guru. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: that's, well, I, well, I suppose I can say I've been around a long time. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, OK. Yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's not a way, bad way to look at it. Uh, what's the, so how many uh, clubs are hosting the Nationals at the moment? In Christchurch,
1: well, at, at the moment, the, with the uh, men's singles being played, you know, playing the, the six rounds. Of course, this is day two, and the same with the women's peers. You know, a total of about 80 clubs around the, the, the Christchurch area have been used. The number, obviously, you know, some of the some of the clubs just got one green, some two, uh, and this is a big demand, of course, on the uh, clubs. You know, but catering, markers, you know, all sorts of things. And these um, these first couple of days with the qualifying rounds of both the uh, singles uh, and pairs. Is, you know, these are the big days and of course then at the moment we're playing the uh, men's pairs and women's singles and they get played right through to the finals and then we roll it over and we then go for the women's singles uh, w- woman singles then, and uh, we played the men's pairs So it, it's a it's a day by day rotating uh, event right through to uh, to January the ninth. So it's a it's a, hell of it's a pretty a, long stint, and it's, it's, uh, you know, a, I'm doing the commentary I think from the fifth to the ninth. So it's a it's a big stint.
0: It is it is a long haul. How many bowlers do you know flood into Christchurch for the nationals?
1: Oh, there's, you know, out of towners, you know, there's around four about four hundred out of out of towners mm-hmm. that have been here. Um, You know, from uh, around the South Island, the North Island, uh, they come from everywhere. And, of course, this has become, Stephen, somewhat a very, very important event, although the New Zealand selectors may not say it is, but it actually is, because we were to have the trans Tasman test in March, uh, played at Mount Tambourine on the Gold Coast. And that now has now become, and that was literally going to be the last trial uh, for the Commonwealth Games side. Uh, but that now has become a, a COVID fatality, and uh, at this stage it's been called off. Now, whether it's going to be played at a date that's still going to give the selectors time to uh, select the New Zealand side, uh, I don't know. So this so this event becomes exceptionally important for those aspiring New Zealand squad players. And remembering, we've got three of our New Zealand squad who would have been here, uh, those being Yalifu. Forsyth, Krista uh, and Caitlin Lynch, they would have been here playing except for the, the COVID restrictions, etc. Um Ali Forsyth and Caitlin Lynch, well, I would assume they're going to be in the Commonwealth Games team. Krista mm. knocking at the door. Um, but, of course, they, they've been restricted now. So this event becomes very, very important for those uh, those players to put their hands up uh, to New Zealand selectors.
0: So how, how many teams, do, what's the makeup of the teams for the Commonwealth Games? In the sense so of doing like pairs, you know, we'll, pairs, singles, fours. Yeah, the five
1: men, five women, and uh, you have the rollover, so you'll play, say, singles and fours, and then, me, and then you'll play pairs and triples, so they roll over, you know, your, your team of five, you know, rotates and plays in two disciplines uh, uh, throughout the event. It's interesting, uh, it got posted to me yesterday, very interesting, even because there's a big push right now uh, for bowls to be part of the uh, Mark Watson, in fact, asked me yesterday on here. Um, there's a big push going on for bowls to be part of the Olympics and uh, on the Gold Coast. And one of the pushes is uh, the question's been asked is why wouldn't they have a play like Mixed pairs as an example uh, uh, to make it uh, sort of the right flavor to, yeah, to the more exclusive angle of the Olympics, yeah. and you know, whether that's on the drawing, and actually uh, Mark Cameron, the CEO of Bowls New Zealand, uh, Mark is uh, he's on this committee who is uh, put, lodging the uh, application to the Olympic uh, Federation and it's a question I'm going to pose to Mark when I'm, where I'm here, whether that's, that's on their thought pattern that they would go to a, uh, a mixed peers to make it more appetising uh, as an Olympic event.
0: Well, okay, so I, the question that instantly comes to mind for me, and it's quite a blunt one, do you feel that bowls is in Olympic sport? No. Okay, well that's answered the question, hasn't it? (laughs) Well,
1: and just the reason why I say that, um, really, Steve, there's not at all having a crack at the sport in any way at all. But you know, if we look at how many countries line up in the Olympics, and and how many, Mm. um, what what I would say would be competitive in an Olympics, there's more than likely, say, twelve countries in, 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 in our sport. And um, In the Commonwealth Games, you know, we have twenty odd teams there from v- various countries. Now, some of those countries, no disrespect to them, they're, they're not they're minnows, so to speak. You know, like Cook Island, as an example. You know, they they played in some of these. You know, well, insane there. We've got to remember at the last Commonwealth Games. And the Cook Islands, the, Aiden, the uh, young Aiden Zinner star Taranaki, who defeated Andrew Kelly yesterday. Well, he won a bronze medal, in fact, in the, in the Piers uh, in the Commonwealth Games uh, on the Gold Coast. So, you know, some of these countries uh, have got some players. But if you're really, if, if we're comparing, for example, um, an Olympic environment, yeah. Say so swimming versus lawn bowls. You, yeah. you the, 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 we all know that in swimming, there's
0: more than likely 40 countries are going win medals. Yeah, and, and so it, it does. It does beg the question: Why even bother going down going down that path? I mean, is it is it struggling to survive at a Commonwealth Games level? I mean, I see. Well, I see with know, Con- and- I see with Commonwealth Games now that host countries can now pick and choose what sports they can have in.
1: Yeah, we, we, in fact, I, that's, it's a conversation which is very, very to the forefront right, right now with the change that they want to make in, in hosting the Commonwealth Games. Because, let's face it, we went to Delhi in 2010, and the man that did it actually just walked through the door here, the Burnside Bowling Club, a chat name of Bill Fowley. Well, they actually went to Delhi and built the greens and environment for the bowls to be played. So yes, I remember it well. It, it, yeah, so... <laughs> You know you, that's that's a predicament that you're faced with. So again, if we take you know, the Commonwealth, we've got the, the you know we've got the home nations mm-hmm. and we've got New Zealand, Australia, Fiji, uh, Canada, and um, you know a collection a, a collection of countries, right? Yep. But not not what I would call of a, a whole strength within the Commonwealth. Before so, I would say it's under threat.
0: Before we get to what's been going on in qualifying, uh, how has COVID affected clubs around the country?
1: Uh, it's been you know the the, uh, the staff, Matt Cameron, and the staff of Bold New Zealand have done a fantastic job um, over the COVID scenario because there's some of us faced some certainly some financial challenges um, from what I would call the social bowls dollar yeah. or the social club environment. Yes, we all know, you know like in Australia that the bars and, and, and gaming machines are, are, are make up a solid part of uh, club revenue. And of course the other thing which has happened as, as well, Stephen, which has been really challenging is the greenkeepers for a long period of time weren't able to do the work on the greens to be able to get them ready for uh, you know, major events, etc. So it, it has been very, very challenging I think some clubs that are just about, of less than the smaller clubs, uh, their financial sort of stability would be very, very shaky. The larger clubs, uh, they'll be okay, but it certainly had an adverse effect. But it's interesting, though, in saying that, I was New Zealand last year, one of the few sports had the extra increase of playing numbers by a 7% increase than in actually affiliated. And oh. sub plane members. So their membership went up by 7%. Their plane
0: membership increased by 7%. They're, well, they're doing something right. Um, do, I, do I bring in the, the age range of the 7% that came up? I mean, it's, oh, absolutely uh, yeah. I think it's a fair yeah. question no, no, because yeah. it's, it's, oh. we, we, you and I have talked to on many occasions about trying to increase a younger model in there. There, yeah, yeah, no, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. sorry,
1: sorry, yeah. Well, what's happened? A supporting example, Taylor Bruce, who's in the New Zealand side at the Rangitahi Secondary School Bowls, which is a casualty of COVID. Um, Taylor has sort of become a, a, a roving ambassador uh, to try and promote um, the, the sport in, this, in, in these areas. And now in Auckland, we've got Leif Selby, former world champion, uh, who's been living over in Waikiki, moving to Auckland, uh, and he's taking on a role in Auckland Bowls, and it's certainly going to again foster in that younger development. But in fostering in the younger development, um, Stephen, it's got to be handled correctly. You've know, you, you you've got young people who are around clubs where there's alcohol and, and yes. gaming machines yep. and all those sorts of things. So, you know, you've got to. So, therefore, the role that Bowls New Zealand plays in making sure that the clubs facilitate an environment for the younger people... Is, is the right and healthy one. And it's about getting people out in the sunshine and having a game of bowls. And Sport New Zealand as well are very accommodating in that regard as well. And it's certainly a platform that bowls New Zealand are working upon. And if I look now at our national squads, you know, in my day, you know, <laughs> as you are, oh, with a few exceptions, Peter Ballas was one of course, but you know, most of us were in the 35, 40 uh, age okay. bracket. Well, you know, that's now in the 20s age bracket.
0: Yeah, well, that's that, that. That is a good sign. Uh, I ju- I just wonder though, with with COVID, whether it's going to force clubs to do what they have been avoiding. Uh, some, you know, because you know how stubborn committees are, and amalgamate yes. because uh, that's well, it's about survival.
1: But yeah, but but at the end of the day, Steve, an amalgamation is a plus, not a negative. Yeah, like, and clubs have got to. And clubs have just got to put on a new set of glasses really and and not look at what has been history and tradition but looking at it moving forward and we have more than likely seen in the last two years uh, more more amalgamations that we would seen in the previous 20 years and uh, that's uh, that's well done by both New Zealand and others who are encouraging uh, who are out in the field now talking to clubs and encouraging clubs to look at other other options you know and, and becoming a community-based club yep. that plays ball not just a bowling club, but a community-based club with multi-sports or multi-activities where bowls is played at. And it's just a different mindset.
0: Yeah, but I think if the FF Foles, New Zealand, have got their head screwed on the right way and they're looking towards that, then somewhere along the way you, you're going to have to force clubs to go down that path for survival. And, and, and oh, absolutely. And, and it's an important thing, too, because I'm a great believer that places in this country need community hubs, right? They need, they need a sense of belonging. And so, if you have to amalgamate, then so be it. If you can have, if you like, you know, the old story, Kevin. If you can take the family down for a, for a meal at the bowling club, have a bit of fun. Kids can run around, do something else. Not necessarily bowls. You know, there might be a a squash court there, a basketball court, or something like that to create a greater community environment.
1: Well, I'll give you a, a situation right now as an example, Stephen. And you'd have driven past it many, many times. The a Bowling Club in Auckland, mm-hmm. right? Now, that club used to have, and I'll call it in the heydays, literally a closed membership in excess of 350-plus members. And is sitting on a piece of real estate worth many, many, many millions oh, of yeah. dollars. Its membership now is sitting at around 75 to 80. Oh. So... What happens, the the idea of which Auckland Bowls want to work towards is that working with the Renewa Bowling Club, that it becomes the headquarters for Bowls in Auckland. They're the high-performance base there and a whole lot of things because that very, very expensive block of land there is going to become just... it's not yeah.
0: going to be a club unless something's done. Yeah, and and someone's going to come along and make some ridiculous offer, and it's going to be too hard for them to turn down. Uh, let's talk about bowls three <laughs> five. Sadly, it was it was uh, another COVID victim. Is has that been helping reinvigorate people's interest in the game of bowls?
1: Oh, look, there's no question that bowls three five has had a massive influence on the increase in membership, and full marks to most of the clubs right around New Zealand and the centres around New Zealand because they have picked up the bowls three five concept and play it now as a regular, let's say, after work event. It's become very competitive, uh, and they and it's and they have it in a, a business house environment and a club environment, and for the new bowler that comes that wants to come along or give the game a go they can try it and they're not there for a couple of days you know you can go there have a game be all over an hour and a half etc. So the Bowls 3-5 concept the, and this is the idea of Bowls New Zealand is their baby and in my viewpoint uh, has been has been a winner for the sport in New Zealand.
0: Alrighty so where are we at it's qualifying day uh, who's hot who's not? Well,
1: one shaky player at the moment is the New Zealand, uh, uh, New Zealand uh, squad player and former New Zealand singles player Andrew Kelly, who uh, this morning got beaten by Peter Shane of Carlton. Uh, Peter Shane, of course, a former New Zealand singles winner, and he tipped over Andrew Kelly this morning after be- Andrew Kelly, of course, yesterday lost to Aidan Zitterstein of the Paratutu Club uh, in New Plymouth. And let you remember Zitterstein was a bronze medalist at the Commonwealth Games it was in Cook Islands? Uh, on the Gold Coast, so a pretty tidy player. So Andrew Kelly now having two losses, and he now leads his, his last uh, two games uh, to qualify to go through into post section play. But I can tell you to date in the men's singles, all the big names of, defending, of, of champions of the past, the likes of Ta- Taylor Horn, Gary Lawson, Tony Grantham, and Mike Galloway, the defending champion, uh, he's got won his way through. A player of the past of New Zealand, won a world championship, Andrew Curtin. Uh, he won all, all of his games today and he's, he's qualified to go through for post and uh, as has uh, Raymond, Raymond Martin of Wellington, Hamas Wilson of Burnside and they're playing now their last two rounds to try and get through to get that four out of six while Ashton's qualified. Sean Scott, the Bannockburn man, uh, former New Zealand player, he's won his way through, Mary Grassi of Hawke's Bay. so there's no really, su- no surprises at this point in time in the men's uh, singles. The women's peers the defending champions, Val Smith and Lisa Prado and Dale Smith and Lisa Prado, the defending champs. They also won the P.E.P.S. two years prior to that and a beaten semi-finalist in between, uh, the year in between. So they've got a a fantastic record over the last four years and they won their way through winning four straight, as did Sarah Scott of the North East Valley. Dale Rayner of Wellington, the Boyd sisters, Mandy and Angela Boyd, two of the real stars (laughs) of the... yeah, one of the real, the real big names. They have won their way through. There's of course Minna Paul from Rotorua, Robin Walker of North Harbour, Sandra Keith, Barbara McGregor. Uh, also a name that still must need one more game to qualify uh, is that of uh, Selena Goddard and Selena Goddard playing with Amy McElroy, That's the uh, uh, Shannon's wife, Amy. Of course, yeah. those two players, Goddard and uh, McElroy were bronze medalists. In the fours in Glasgow in the Commonwealth Games, Amy McElroy is uh, making a bit of a comeback. Shannon's at home looking after the little ones, and uh, Amy is down here playing, and I, so they just dropped the game, so they need, they still need one more to qualify. So at the end of play today, we will have the qualifiers in the men's singles and the women's pairs, and then post and play will get underway here at Burnside and other greens around uh, Canterbury. Weather's fine. And we'll go right through to the finals. And then, as I say, we'll roll it over and we will have the women's singles and then men's pairs. And that goes right through uh, till January the 9th. And I'll be, uh, you know, I'm on the ground here now in Christchurch right through uh, to the finish of the, uh, the Somerset Nationals here in Christchurch.
0: Yes, we'll be giving you a yodel tomorrow about the same time just to give us an update. Uh, the, the Shannon McElroy. Uh, because he's not playing, does that affect his qualification chances for the COM games?
1: Well, no, it won't, because you know, the New Zealand select is breathing a big sigh of relief. The current and defending world champion, of course, Shannon McElroy, had made himself unavailable for New Zealand, won a bit of a break, but uh, had a change of heart and is now available and I can guarantee you when that mm-hmm. day, oh, I can guarantee you, uh, <laughs> when those names are read out that Shannon McElroy uh, will be in that five-man side. Um, he's playing um, immediately after the Nationals finish here and uh, the Burnside Piers are played, which I'll be also covering with Bowls New Zealand. Uh, Shannon McElroy is playing in that event, uh, and uh, so he's, he's playing a lot of bowls. Don't worry about that. And That's when good. that Commonwealth Games team gets read out, Shannon uh, McElroy, uh, he'll be in that
0: side for sure. You're a good man, Kevin Hickland. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow to update us on how things are going, who's hot and who's not. Thanks, buddy. Have a lovely day. Thanks, Stephen. Have a great day, mate. All the best. Yeah, mate. Appreciate Bye. it. 121. Uh, that's SENZ Summer Days with Kevin Hickland live from the Somerset National Bowls Championships.